0: thank you for joining me today. This is episode number 13. My name is Dale Lott Jr. and you're listening to A Better Pickup Line, The Podcast. Last episode, we started talking about four foundational truths. And the first truth was that it is God's will for you to be married. Now, this second and third truth will probably be taken more from a male's kind of perspective, but it is transferable. It's just the verbiage that I use will probably skew more towards a male's point of view. But the second point. The second truth is the wife that you select will have a tremendous impact on the type of life you lead. Men, we got to be very, very cognizant of that fact that it's not just about us. It's also about the woman that we choose to walk with. Ladies, you have to be cognizant of the impact that you're able to make in somebody's life. And the flip side is true. Who you choose to walk with or who you choose to impact will also impact you. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says that as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. It is absolutely vital that you realize that not only will you shape the thoughts of your future spouse, but they are also going to shape your thoughts, your desires, your course of action in life. You know, a lot of times we like to think of ourselves as autonomous individuals. You know, we're masters of our own universe, you know, independent from others. But what does Amos 3 and 3 say? It says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? See, if you desire a successful marriage, you're going to have to come to an agreement on several key issues. Failure to do that will create misery. Now, if you're like most people, you hate misery. So what you're going to do is you're going to make some adjustments to at least reach a place of comfort. Now, this requires a meeting of the minds uh, between you and your spouse. Now, this process, you know, in this process, I should say you meld your ideas together. Now, the question is, will those adjustments lead you to or away from the will of God for your life? Now, fellas. If we look at Proverbs 31, 10 through 11 and verse 23 and verse 26, what does it say? It says, who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trust her so he will have no lack of gain. Verse 23, her husband is known in the gates when he among, when he sits among the elders of the land. Verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. So now as we're looking at this virtuous woman, we notice that she opens her mouth with wisdom, which means she has meditated in that wisdom until she has become full of it. Why do we know this? Because Matthew 12, 34 says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Therefore, she is able to bring forth the same benefits as wisdom. Looking at Proverbs 8, 15, by me, kings reign and Rulers decree justice. Looking at verse 20 and 21 of the same chapter, I traverse or I walk about the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may fill the treasuries of those who love me. Looking at verse 35 it says, for whoever finds me, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. So when you choose a wife of wisdom, she will lead you to the will of God for your life. But what happens when you do not choose a wife in line with God's word? Invariably, she will turn you off course from the will of God for your life. And it's the same thing, ladies, when you choose a man, the Bible says he who walks with wise men will be wise. So when you walk with a guy who is full of the wisdom of God, who was being led by God, directed by God, you're walking with somebody that is able to allow you to experience the benefit of wisdom as well. And God does not want either male or female to get into a relationship with someone who is not walking according to his word. Now, when you look at Deuteronomy seven. Two through four, there he talks about the dangers of walking with someone that God didn't design for you to walk with, someone who is not walking according to wisdom, someone who will cause you to turn away from the word of God. It says, And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor take their daughter for your son. For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. And then also look at uh, Proverbs 23, 27 through 28. For a harlot is a deep pit and a seductress is a narrow well. She also lies in wait as for a victim and increases the unfaithful among men. So there we see in the first scripture, we see that God doesn't want us to enter into relationships with those who are not of him. And in the second scripture, we see it's talking about the harlot. And we see that she is a narrow or she's a deep pit and the seductress is a narrow well. And she increases the unfaithful among men. So we see what happens when you choose to walk with someone who is not in line with God's word. Now, the interesting thing is that word for is actually in italics, meaning that, you know, it's added by the privilege of the translator for understanding purposes. But to me, when I look at it, I read it as she waits as a victim. You know, she's not looking for a victim. She is that victim. You know, there are many times where you think you're helping someone. You know, you, you, you feel like, fellas, you feel like you're the knight in the shining armor, or, or ladies, you're helping a guy and you just feel like as they like to say, you, you know, you're my angel. You're, you, you know, you're someone who's supposed to help me. And, you know, it's just something that draws you to them. You know, you, you, you can't put your finger on it. You know, you know, they're not exactly what you want from God, but you're being drawn by something. And what you're being drawn by is their weakness. See, every victim has a weakness. It's what's flowing out of their heart in abundance. It's like a homing signal calling to anyone looking for it. And it's creating their life. And when you respond to their weakness, it is because of your weakness. And that becomes the commonality around which I like to call an illicit affair is bound. Now you're understanding why you're drawn to this person. Now you're understanding why you're attached to this person. Birds of a feather flock together as as the saying goes. You all share something. It's a weakness that is drawing you to each other. Because really, that's all a harlot is. It's it's someone who is involved in a relationship that's outside the bounds of covenant. You know, you have a covenant of marriage and any intimate relationship outside of that covenant, you know, violates that covenant. And you've committed harlotry. Well, guess what? You have a covenant with God and any intimate relationship outside of that covenant or outside of his will for your life violates that covenant. And you've now committed harlotry. Look at Ezekiel 23, 1 through 49. And there you'll see an allegory of Samaria and Jerusalem concerning their unfaithfulness toward God with other nations. God calls their wrong relationships harlotry. So we see harlotry is more than just sexual sin. It's when we say to God, I know you have a plan for my life, but I value this non God authored relationship more than I value you. So you're not being led by him anymore. You're not valuing him above that relationship. Understand where there is a relationship outside the bounds of your relationship with God. There is harlotry where there is harlotry. There is an there is an increase of unfaithfulness. So what happens in these relationships? Very simply, you both end up hurt. We see this in Ezekiel 23, verse 17, and also uh, in verse 22 and 26, 22 through 26. Because this was not a relationship that was based on God's covenant, you find the hurt there. Okay, so let's look at verse 17. Then the Babylonians came to her into the bed of love, and they defiled her with their immorality. So she was defiled by them and alienated herself from them. Verse 22 Then Holiba says, therefore, Holiba, thus says the Lord your God, behold, I will stir up your lovers against you from whom you have alienated yourself, and I will bring them against you from every side. Verse 25, I will set my jealousy against you and they shall deal furiously with you. Verse 26, they shall also strip you of your clothes and take away your beautiful jewelry. So we see what has happened is first. Because of the harlotry, you begin to alienate yourself from them and also in alienate yourself from your relationship with God. And secondly, because of that alienation, you see that they begin to deal furiously or treacherously with you. And that's the danger of ending up in a relationship that God didn't intend, a relationship that's based off of harlotry. So, what you want. Is a relationship that God designed, that God put together. Matthew 19 and 6, therefore what God has joined together, let not man separate. You must be after what God has joined together, or else the relationship lacks the power to endure. That's why choosing uh, fellas, that's why choosing a wife of wisdom is vitally important. And ladies, you want your, you, you also want to hook up with a, a man that is imbu- that is empowered. By the wisdom of God it's vitally important, but where does again i'm trying to balance male and female here uh, but fellas, where does this wife of wisdom come proverbs nineteen fourteen houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. so you can receive many things from natural means houses, money, cars, careers, but the one thing no one on earth can give you is a wife of wisdom, a prudent wife. Now, see, it's through submission to God's way that we are able to receive one of his greatest gifts. You know, after all, Jeremiah thirty-one twenty-two tells us this, says a woman shall encompass a man. Since the Lord is doing a new thing here on the earth, a woman shall encompass a man. That word encompass means to turn Turn around, turn back or towards, surround, change direction, transform, envelop, reverse, enclose, and cause to turn. God is using a woman to shape your course and bring you about into a man, a champion, a mighty man, a man in all of his strength. And ladies, that's what you want to be. You want to be that wife of wisdom that God can entrust. A man into your care so that you're able to shape him and bring him about into what God called him to be. Well, that's our show for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me through my social media accounts at Dell Lot JR and on Instagram it's Lot. Or you can reach out to me through my blog, a betterpickupline.com, and inbox me your questions there. Now, before we leave, I'm going to ask you to do three things. Number one, subscribe. Whether you're listening through iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite pod catcher is, make sure you subscribe. The second thing, help me spread the word. If you're consuming this podcast through Facebook or YouTube, like, share, comment. Make sure you tell somebody who you think this podcast would be a benefit to. The third thing I'm asking you to do is visit Dellot.org. If you'd like to invite me out to your church, your convention, your conference, your organization, whatever your function is, you would like me to come out and speak. You can find all the information on Dellot.org. As well, there's information about my book, In That Land, A Seed, Time, and Harvest Approach to Finding a Wife. And I'm going to ask you to purchase that today. And with that being said, I want you to have a great and awesome day and join me next time on a better pickup line, the podcast.